This episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast is brought to you by Richard's Billiards. Hey, you guys got nothing to do tonight. Do you feel a need to just step away from your house and head somewhere where you can go ahead and have yourself a couple of beers and have yourself a good time? Do you feel a need to go ahead and head over to a place where you can just jam out some badass good music and not be bothered with so much bullshit that you'd have to go ahead and take a baseball bat and smash over someone's head and say, leave him the fuck alone, Well. Richard's Billiards is definitely the place for you. So, if you guys got nothing to do, if you want to shoot some hole over there, go ahead and be my guest and do that. If you want to mess with Jukebox, go ahead and be my guest and do that as well. If you want to also have some great food in every way possible, go over to the end of the bar and go to Pinkies, and they will hook you up with anything from wings to burgers to pizzas and the whole nine yards. They will definitely help you out with that, and I guarantee you, if you get an opportunity to check out their food, hey, it's a fucking shit. I should know because I've had some of it, and it looks good, especially Philly cheesesteak. You gotta check, try that out. And also, you can go and shoot some pool and check out some great XFL action, not to mention some great boxing and UFC and everything else like that. Richard's Billiards is definitely the place for you, and you can also go over there and check out all of their special events which i will mention later on in this podcast richard's billiards welcome to the new era new name same place and welcome ladies and gentlemen to this new episode of the main event talk podcast i am the main event player the super city the god among gods the king among kings the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking god's green earth and i know what you're thinking i know what you're thinking wait a minute it's sunday And it's not Saturday, the Main Event Talk podcast is happening right now. Why? Why is this episode happening right now as opposed to Sunday, which, you know, it's usually on its schedule? Well, the Main Event had went ahead and decided that I was originally supposed to do some stuff on a Saturday. I was going to actually do it, but due to a certain show that happened this past Friday over at Richard's Billiards, I couldn't do it because I knew what the ramifications would be after the show would be over. I'll get into that in just a moment. Plus, we're going to talk a little bit of, well, we're going to talk a lot about what took place over at NXT TakeOver Portland, which took place last Sunday. And it's still funny that NXT TakeOver second place on a Sunday. Great event in every way possible. We also got to talk about WWE Super Showdown coming over on February 28th, live as it happens over in Saudi Arabia. Several matches have been announced and everything in the main event. We'll get to that as well. Also, we're going to talk about AEW's Revolution coming up next Saturday on February 28th. See it live as it happens on pay-per-view and everything else like that. Plus, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And to mention a couple of possible few spoilers and a few things that will not happen at WrestleMania 36. So, (laughs) let's get right into it. Obviously, we're going to leave out... um, I'm sure a lot of you are curious as to... What happened Friday night over at Richard's Billiards with uh, our good friends Knife Party, a tribute to Deftones, and also I guess uh, I guess they have like a new side project or something like that. And and I and I, and I'll comment. I uh, Hector had mentioned uh, what the group is called, and I and I want to get into this in just a moment. But before I do, I want to go ahead and see if I can. Okay, here we are. All right, what I was gonna do is, obviously, I got to talk about. Uh, obviously, I got to talk about several things that are gonna happen 
with NXT TakeOver. Let's see if I can find the results here. Even though I did see the events and everything else like that, I got to get into the Wikipedia page, you know, just to give everybody the lowdown as to who won and who didn't win at the uh, NXT TakeOver Portland match, uh, NXT TakeOver Portland event. Now, I did see the matches. I saw the event from head to toe. I think the event was awesome. I think um I think everything from head to toe was extremely great. Okay, here we go. Okay, so NXT Port- NXT Takeover Portland which took place on Sunday. Here are the results of some of the matchup for the uh, ne- uh for the North American Championship. Keith Lee one-on-one against his old foe Dominic Dijakovic and uh, this matchup was splendid to say the least in every way possible. Uh these are possibly the two best big men to ever grace the squared circle here in the WW here in the NXT takeover. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Um this is this is an exclusive and I think you ought to hear this. While the main event is doing his little podcast, I am looking outside my window and very closely I see the Rob Arnold of <laughs> of, of the Periwinkle Mat. Oh, we got to talk about the Periwinkle Massacre, by the way. Uh, Matt Gangora, he's over at the park right now with Penny, going out with the dog and everything else like that, as always. Doing good. <laughs> I saw him over at the event last night, which we'll also get into uh, in just a moment. Okay, so NXT TakeOver. Uh, Keith Lee defeated Dominic Dijakovic for the North American Championship, which was an outstanding match. It was great. I digged it. Uh, two of the best big men going in NXT today. Dakota Kai going one-on-one against Tegan Knox in a street fight. This was a hell of a fucking match. And not only that, my God, these women put themselves through fucking hell. I swear to God. I mean, I'm surprised Dakota Kai was completely in awe about what the fuck happened and shit. And, uh, and then also, obviously, we got to talk about the, the surprise that took place. Um, I believe she was... Uh, they mentioned her name. I know a lot of people were wondering who the fuck this woman was that came in and interfered the match. Uh, her name was Gonzalez. I forgot what her... She, I, I think it was Renee Araya Gonzalez. or uh, She's called by something else. Uh, I'm not sure. But I recognized her from the... Uh, from the May Young Classic and everything, she was a real good talent, and it was good seeing her. She was the one that um, pretty much came in and saved Dakota Kai, and therefore Dakota Kai defeated Tegan Knox in the middle of the ring. And uh, I had predicted that uh, Dakota Kai would win the match. I did predict that Keith Lee would win the match also, so this was pretty much okay. Um, the next matchup: Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano, and. Um, I predicted in this matchup that if Johnny Gargano were to win the match and defeat Finn Balor, this would escalate into a feud which will circulate and will bring this feud into a whole nother level. Like, like I said, if, 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 say if, if Johnny Gargano were to win the match and he would be proud that he's the one that's waving the flag on NXT and then say Finn Balor comes in and just attacks him and would tell him it's not over and escalate the feud even further, I'd be like, okay, that's going to be a massive feud. This this feud's going to escalate into the next pay-per-view, their next event, and then who knows, it'll uh, come right into WrestleMania weekend and we'll see how this shit goes. But that didn't go down as well as I thought. 
Finn Balor is who he is for a reason, and he did defeat Johnny Gargano in the middle of the ring. One, two, three, Finn Balor wins his match over Johnny Gargano. But as the old expression goes, the story isn't over yet. Rhea Ripley goes one-on-one against Bianca Belair, and uh, we knew right away what was going to happen in this one, and, and, and like I said before, I, I predicted that Rhea Ripley would win the matchup, but I also said that if Charlotte Flair were to interfere in this match, I don't have a problem, and I, and I said this before. I don't have a problem with seeing a triple threat match at WrestleMania between Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte Flair. Because number one, you're getting the NXT superstars exposed on WWE and on WrestleMania. That would be something huge for the women. And this is one triple threat match where I say it's necessary. I think it's completely necessary. Not from last year when they went ahead and decided, oh, well, we're just going to add Charlotte Flair to the whole fucking thing between Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch just to make everything better. No, you didn't make it better. You just made it shitty. But it it happened the way it did. Ronda lost to Becky. Everything went well. That was fine when Charlotte was left in the fucking dust. Now, this time, if they decide, and it's still up in the air at this point from what I understand, if they decide to make it a triple threat matchup, it will happen. But in the meantime, Rhea Ripley has already defeated Bianca Belair. And now the match, even though it is official, Rhea Ripley will go one-on-one against Charlotte Flair for the NXT Championship for the first time ever. NXT Championship being defended at WrestleMania. That's awesome. That's awesome in itself. And if you guys know about what happened at NXT a couple of days ago, Rhea Ripley wants to challenge Charlotte Flair at NXT. So we're going to see how that shit turns out and everything. Now... Oh, this one right here for the NXT Tag Team Championship. I predicted that the Broserweights would beat the Undisputed Era. And all I can say about that is... How... Uh, okay, what the fuck did Matt Riddle say? He he said this and it memorized in my fucking head. Um, how, how does Bobby Fish... Fobby Fish... Fo- oh, god damn it, I had it in my... Fu- uh, that, there was this little... How... How do, how Bobby Fish fry Bobby Fish good fry fish? I forgot what the fuck. I had it here somewhere, but anyways. I predicted the Broserweights will become the tag team champions, and that's exactly what happened. The Broserweights defeated the Undisputed Era for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Congratulations go out to Matt Riddle and to Pete Dunne. This is Pete Dunne's second title that he's held in NXT. He was the longest reigning uh, WWE United Kingdom champion, and he is also known as one half of the Broserweights, one half of the tag team champion. So congratulations go out to him and Matt Riddle. Now for the NXT championship, it'll be Adam Cole going one-on-one against Tommaso Ciampa. My prediction on this matchup, I said... That if Tommaso Ciampa were to win them, I, I, it doesn't surprise me that the Undisputed Era was going to be able to interfere in this matchup. It was bound to happen, and it was going to happen. But I mentioned 
that if Tommaso Ciampa were to defeat Adam Cole and become champion, this would be the big moment that not only that Tommaso Ciampa would have the championship in his possession, but also there would be sort of a DIY moment. I kind of saw it that way and saw Garg- you know Gargano had his victory over Finn Balor, say if that were to occur, and then Tommaso Ciampa were to have his victory over Adam Cole and walk out with the NXT Championship, that would be something very, very special. But apparently, that didn't go down. Because the Undisputed Era did interfere in the matchup, and the Undisputed Era did everything in their power to make sure that Tommaso Ciampa did not get Goldie in any way possible. But... Tommaso Ciampa would not stop. Tommaso would continue. Tommaso would wipe out the Undisputed Era, which he did. And then, he was moments away from taking the championship belt, laying out Adam Cole. And then an old friend decided to come in and broke his hopes and dreams of gaining Goldie back. And that individual was none other than his old friend. Johnny Gargano, who interfered in the match, cost Tommaso Ciampa a chance at the NXT Championship, and Adam Cole once again is still the NXT Champion, and we're all left with a lot of questions as to why Tommaso Ciampa interfered, or I'm sorry, Johnny Gargano interfered in this match with um, Tommaso Ciampa. Now, you, you know, I, I, I got to say this, and I'm going to say it because it's true. I'm, I'm real disappointed. You know, I remember I'm really disappointed in this because now, I mean, this whole thing now with Tommaso Ciampa, I really thought that they were going to be able to have Tommaso Ciampa win the title because, let's be honest, Adam Cole's held on to the championship for just as long as he could, but if they still feel he should still remain champion, okay, that's fine, I can dig that. But another Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa feud, where this time, instead of Gargano being the face and Tommaso Ciampa being the heel... Now it's in reverse. Now we got Tommaso Ciampa as the face and Johnny Gargano as the heel. Now, uh, don't get me wrong, seeing Johnny Gargano versus uh, Tommaso Ciampa is great. I mean, I, I like all the matches that they had at TakeOver. There were instant classics that were great. But isn't, and this is my, this is my thought, isn't, isn't it enough enough? Isn't it enough, enough? Now, here's my thought on it. If they choose to do this whole thing with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa one more time, here's how you do it. Let's not put it in an NXT takeover. No, as a matter of fact, let's put it to where we can put it up against AEW. Let's put it where we can put it up against AEW's Dynamite. One match that they have is good up against this matchup with Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. I don't care if it's a street fight. I don't care if it's a steel cage match. I don't care if it's any of these matches. I just want to see a good matchup. But nonetheless, NXT TakeOver Portland that got some real good reviews. A lot of fans dig the ep- uh, dig the show. All the matches were outstanding. Um... It's hard to really say who the MVP was. It was hard to say who the tag team was. But nonetheless, it is what it is. 
everything is done right and everything is done accordingly and NXT TakeOver Portland was an outstanding pay-per-view and hopefully you can get back to its regular schedule because I really don't want to see NXT TakeOver on a Sunday because it doesn't feel right. It doesn't. I mean, it's one thing when it's WrestleMania. It's another when it's SummerSlam and Royal Rumble and any pay-per-view that comes on a Sunday. If you choose to go ahead and put NXT TakeOver on a Sunday, don't do it. Okay? Leave it the fuck alone. Okay? Drop the fucking ball. Okay? Leave it the hell alone. Okay? <laughs> That's putting it out the fucking window, so to speak. So NXT TakeOver was an outstanding, outstanding event. And no doubt, if you guys get an opportunity to check out NXT TakeOver Portland, check it out on the WWE Network. And you won't be disappointed, I guarantee you that. Okay, now, we move on from that event. Let's talk about the next event that's going to be taking place coming up next week. Next Saturday, on February 20... What is it? 29th? Yeah, February 29th, on a Saturday, it's going to be AEW's Revolution. Now, as most of you guys know, these guys have already had, uh, here we go, AEW's revolution is already starting to look like a great card, uh, but not a whole lot of matches have been put together, so this is what, this is what's been put together as far as I know it. Uh, Jack Hager going one-on-one against Dustin Rhodes in a singles match, that's going to take place at AEW's revolution. Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page, the AEW Tag Team Champions, will go in a tag match against the Young Bucks, which once again, and it's like, am I the only one that sees this coming? I mean, this was way too predictable, especially in the tag team title matchups. You know, personally to me, with all due respect to Adam Page and to, well, Kenny Omega, while they're the tag team champions, it's a little bit too predictable knowing that they'll lose the titles to the Young Bucks and they're going to end up separating from each other. Which I think, personally, to me, Adam Adam Page needs to get away from AEW. Well, not get away from AEW. Just get away from the whole fucking, you know, be the elite shit. Because he needs to be his own man, and I think that's what they're trying to do. Supposedly, he's trying to be this alcoholic drunk. Which, first of all, I think he needs to eliminate that personally i think he was trying to find his own personal battle his own personal deal and everything else like that but nonetheless that's gonna happen at uh aew's revolution also one matchup that i know definitely a lot of people are gonna be looking to it's a singles matchup and despite the fact that cody rhodes had went through a steel cage match and despite the fact that cody rhodes had got 10 lashes he's gonna get his match at revolution it's gonna be mjf going one-on-one against cody rhodes and i'm gonna be looking forward to seeing this matchup I won't give my predictions just yet on this event until I actually do an episode of AEW's Revolution, which will take place next week, by the way. So I'm going to get that out. And also for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, it's going to be Le Champion, Chris Jericho, to go one-on-one against the number one contender, John Moxley. And here, and and I'll mention this right away. I'll say it right away. I think John Moxley should be the next AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Let me give you my reasons as to why. Number one, I think it's time for Chris Jericho to lose the championship and give it over to John Moxley because number one, Moxley is the best. Number two, he's a great one. And number three, 
I don't think Jericho is going to be doing anything that I could think of in wrestling in the next couple of months because uh, something about his tour and with, um, you know, I don't know. I, I've just heard a lot of a lot of rumors and predictions about whether or not Chris Jericho is going to hold on to the title. If he holds on to the championship, that's fine. But I would much rather see Moxley win the title than Chris Jericho. That's just my opinion. That's just my thought. But if I get any more information on this, I'll let you know. AEW's Revolution is going to happen live next Sunday on February 28th. Sunday, Saturday, I'm sorry. Saturday, February 29th. Get ready to check it out live as it happens on pay-per-view, on Fight TV, or wherever your favorite pay-per-view provider is. Now... We go from this. Let me see if we can talk about. Um, and I got to mention this already because this is pretty much something that we've uh, talked about previously. But now we're going to get back to talking about it. Here we go. Here we go. WWE's Super Showdown. <laughs> okay. Let's see if what we can find here. Now, so far, they haven't really announced that many matches that are going to take place, but so far, it looks like it's a stellar card. But let's see what we got here. For the, hmm, the Raw Tag Team titles will be decided as Seth Rollins, the Messiah, the Monday Night Messiah, and Murphy, oh, God, Murphy. Buddy Murphy, you morons. Buddy Murphy. We don't want Murphy. We want Buddy Murphy. Okay, let's get that out of the way. All right, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy, the tag team champions, will be defending their titles against Scott Dawson. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. The Street Profits. That's going to take place at the Super Showdown. And also a second women's match. And what I'm talking about is... Everybody knows about the whole thing with Saudi Arabia, and everybody knows about the fact that Lacey Evans and Natalya had a match at the Super Showdown, which took place several months ago, or over at Crown Jewel. My apologies. Now, the second women's match is going to take place, but this time it's now going to be for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It's going to be Bailey going one-on-one against Naomi. Well, I don't want to give you my prediction on that. I just know quite well what's going to happen in this matchup. AJ Styles versus Andrade versus Bobby Lashley versus Eric Rowan versus R-Truth versus Rusev. A gauntlet match a with the... What is it? Tukwa... Turqua... What, what the fuck is this? A trophy? An, another ridiculous trophy. Oh, dear God, why? Okay. I want... There's one match here that I want to talk about. Uh, Roman Reigns versus King Corbin in a steel cage matchup. Hopefully Roman Reigns wins, so that way King Corbin get the fuck out of the way. Also, we got Brock Lesnar going one-on-one against Ricochet for the WWE Championship. We all know how that's going to end up in, like, what, nine seconds? And the New Day defending the Tag Team Championship against The Miz and John Morrison. I'll give you my thoughts on that in another episode. Uh, The Fiend versus Goldberg. I've mentioned this on my podcast, and I'm going to mention it again. Now, my thought of it is, I know a lot of people have been saying that The Fiend should put over, oh, Brock Lesnar, or I'm sorry, Goldberg should put over The Fiend. Now, 
My thought of it is, if that happens, I mean, first of all, it has to look real. It has to look realistic for Goldberg to lose to the Fiend. Realistically, I might add. And not only that, I want to see the Fiend actually beat Goldberg and make it look like it was a fucking accident of some kind. I don't want this fucking bullshit over, oh, well, Goldberg laid down for the Fiend and uh, I wasn't realistic enough. No, I don't want to see that. I want to see Goldberg beat the shit out of the Fiend and take the Universal title. I know some people are like, oh, come on. We don't want to see the Fiend lose the title. Well, if I see the Fiend lose the title, who should he lose it to? We all found out that... We all found out that Roman Reigns and The Fiend are not going to have a WrestleMania match at all, which is good news, by the way, and I'll get to that in a moment. I personally feel that Goldberg should just win the match just because he's Goldberg. I don't want to see fucking The Fiend, unless he actually, be, I mean, actually beats him, okay? Like I said before, it's one thing when it's Seth Rollins, it's another when it's Finn Balor, it's another when it's fucking The Miz, and it's another when it's Daniel Bryan. When it comes to the Fiend, when it comes to Goldberg, the difference between those gentlemen that I mentioned, Goldberg, is Goldberg is a fucking man. Goldberg looks like a man, and he looks like he could beat the shit out of you. Goldberg looked like he could kick Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, and The Miz all roll into one in 27 seconds. And I'm not fucking bullshitting. The difference is, yes, The Fiend is menacing. Yes, The Fiend is, you know, very dangerous man. But come on. If he can beat Goldberg in the middle of the ring, I'm done. I'm done talking. Everything's out the window. But if Goldberg beats the shit out of him, hits him with more than one spear, and drops him like a bad habit, one, two, three, that's it. It's over. It's done. And Goldberg just became the Universal Champion for the second time. That's my thought on it. But, as always, we'll see what the hell happens. Super Showdown is going to be taking place live Thursday, February 27th. Live as it happens on the WWE Network over in Saudi Arabia. We'll see how that shit goes. And more. And no doubt, there'll probably be more matches announced for Super Showdown. So, stay tuned for that, if you will. Okay. Alright, we've done talking about this one. Now, obviously, we got to talk about uh, several spoilers that are going to be taking place over at WrestleMania. I want to get this out of the way as well. We know that Drew McIntyre is going to go one-on-one against Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. And we also know that Charlotte Flair is going to go one-on-one against Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. Now, those are the matches that have already been penciled in in the whole nine yards. Another match that could take place over at WrestleMania 36 could be the man, Becky Lynch, to go one-on-one against Shayna Baszler... At WrestleMania, that is if the Elimination Chamber match comes through, which that's uh, that's one event that's going to happen. What in the beginning of March, right? In the beginning of March, yeah. Um, no details yet as to what's going to happen at the Elimination Chamber, but no doubt if the main event finds out any information, I'll fill you in now. Another matchup that could take place at WrestleMania, some people have been saying Roman Reigns go one-on-one against The Fiend for the Universal Championship, which I think is a mistake. And so far from what the reports I've been hearing, yes, it is a mistake. It's a huge mistake. 
Also, another one that was penciled in, which is also another mistake, and also something that's not going to happen, and hopefully it doesn't happen. John Cena. Now, as you guys know, John Cena is going to be returning to SmackDown Live as it happens on the 28th of February, this coming Friday night. So if you guys got nothing to do on a Friday night besides heading over to Richard's Billiards and go drink yourself a couple of beers, go over to Richard's Billiards, tell them to turn on Fox and look at WWE SmackDown and see the return of the former Doctor of Thugonomics, Mr. Hollywood himself. I'm talking about the 16-time world champion, John Cena. Supposedly, John Cena is going to be in a match against Elias. Um, Elias is getting over with the crowd, and if you bring John Cena, it's going to drop like a bad fucking habit. Don't want to see that. Now, if you want to put Elias and John Cena as a music duo, as a tag team for that one night, hey, I can dig it. I can dig that just a little bit better. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see how all this comes into play at WrestleMania. But like I said, this is just one of many matches that could take place at WrestleMania. Nothing's penciled in just yet, but we'll see what happens, guys. Hey, we only got a couple of weeks. We only got a few days left until WrestleMania actually happens. WrestleMania is going to take place... uh, Live Sunday, April 5th, over in Tampa, Florida. Live, and we don't know yet if it's, well, obviously it's going to be on pay-per-view, and it's got to happen on pay-per-view. No doubt it'll be on the WWE Network, but the question is, and there's been some speculation as to whether or not the WWE Network is going to be working closely with ESPN. And there's been, you know, all sorts of speculations about what's going to happen to the future of the WWE network how is this going to work you know everything could the price change i'm i was already expecting the surprise uh this price to change years ago i wasn't sure why it took this long but we'll see what happens now we've got some of the wrestlemania well not predictions but more like you know the matches that may take place and happen and got that out of the way. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about... Let's see if we can... Uh, where is it here? Here we go. I'm looking into... I'm looking into my Facebook page right now as we speak. And I'm trying to see about... Because we got to get these guys out of the way as soon as possible. Because as you guys know... There's going to be several events that are going to be taking place over at Richard's Billiards. And we're de- you know, digging into this whole thing right now. Let me go ahead and get this out of the way if I can find... Where are, where are the events at? Huh. There's supposed to be... Ah, here we go. Ah, here we go, here we go, here we go. All right. There are several events that are going to be taking place over at Richard's Billiards once again. So let's go ahead and get this out of the way. We've got... There's one event that I'm going to be talking about, but I'm going to talk about it at the end of the show here. Uh, the Total 80s Party with Bow Wow Wow and Win in Rome. That's going to happen on Wednesday, February 26th, uh, 9 p.m. to 12 at midnight. That's going to take place. Uh, the tickets are 1950. So if you guys want to get your tickets over at Rich's Billiards, go over and uh, view it while you can. Uh, 33 views in past 12 hours. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. That's going to happen Wednesday, 
February 26th. Get your tickets over at Rich's Billiards while you can. Now, that's going to be the only event that's going to take place over at Rich's Billiards for coming for this coming February. As far as March goes, the London Choir Boys are coming over Thursday, March 12th. The event starts at 9 p.m. No dollar in until midnight. Tickets are going to go on sale. $12 at the uh, $12 and probably $15 the day of the show. So if you guys got nothing to do, check out the London Choir Boys Thursday, March 12th. And the show starts right around probably around 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock. So we'll see how that shit goes. Another event that's going to take place right around spring break time. On fr- on Friday, March 20th, 9 p.m., Tandrick is going to be having a show over there. Not sure exactly what other bands are going to be playing besides Tandrick, but if I find out any information, I'll let you guys know. The tickets go on sale $12, $15 a day of the show, Friday, March 20th at 9 p.m. over at Richard's Billiards. Check them out while you can. Uh, that's pretty much all the events are going to happen in March unless something changes. So I'll let you guys know. Another event that's going to be taking place will be on Friday, April 3rd, the weekend of WrestleMania. To get that out of the way, the Ataris is going to be, uh, performing over there alongside with Drastic Actions and Oldie Han. That's going to take place over Friday, April 3rd, the weekend of WrestleMania. $15 a ticket, no doubt $20 a day of the show, so we'll see how that shit goes. That happens on Friday, February 3rd, over at Richards Billiards. Get your tickets while you can over at Richards Billiards. Now, and uh, from, okay, from the looks of it, and well, I think everyone's probably wondering about this because there's been another schedule change and I'm surprised that I don't know if this has been mentioned by Richard or not or by by Richard's Billiards at all. Riff Raff was supposed to have played over at uh, Richard's Billiards around, I think it was the weekend of the Super Bowl. I think it was February 3rd, right? So they scheduled that and moved it over to March, March 6th, I think. But now it seems that they've moved it over on Friday, June the 5th, 8.30 from 11 p.m. So Riff Raff is coming to Richard's Billiards, but it's going to happen on Friday, June 5th. Riff Raff with Dark Street along with Rob Zilla, Michael White, and more. Uh, $20 to $70 a ticket? Really? What, who the fuck would pay that much? 20 yes, I can understand. 30 I can understand even further. $70, I don't get it. I'd rather buy a bus ticket to head all the way over to Aransas Pass than come here. But nonetheless, that's going to happen. Riff Raff is going to be performing over at Richard Billiards. Not on February, not on March, but on Friday, June 5th. At 8.30 p.m. to 11 p.m. So if you guys got nothing to do on any of those events at all, head over to Richard's Billiards and get your tickets over there while you can and check out all of these spectacular events and everything else like that. And as I stated before, there's going to be several other events that are going to be taking place in the next couple of months. So if anything changes, the main event will be your informer of everything that goes on at Richard's Billiards. Richard's Billiards, welcome to the new era. New name, same place. Now, obviously we, we're going to talk about what happened at, la, at the show, and I'll get into that. But before I do, 
There's one little piece of uh, of stuff that I got to talk about, and it's obviously it's about WWE, and we've got to talk about the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony, the weekend of WrestleMania. Now, as most of you guys know, you know about the two inductees. You know about the NWO being inducted in the Hall of Fame. That's going to happen. You know about the Animal Batista. He's going to be inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, there have been several reports of who's going to be inducted in this year's Hall of Fame. Now, let me run through the list here so that way everybody will get an idea as to who should and should not be inducted in this year's Hall of Fame. Now, (coughs) the first person that was on the list is a Japanese legend. He's been known all over the world, not just in WCW, not just in New Japan Pro Wrestling, not just in TNA, not just in NXT, but all across the world. I'm talking about the legendary Jushin Thunder Liger. Now, he's not being inducted, but he's one of the guys that could be inducted in this year's Hall of Fame. Now, another person on the list that has been brought up, and if it is official, I think it is official from what I've been hearing... And this is a long time coming. He was one half of one of the greatest tag teams. One of the greatest tag teams in the history of WWE. He, they won tag team gold. And this individual has also won Intercontinental Championship gold when he defeated Bret the Hitman Hart for the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam of 1992 over at Wembley Stadium. I'm talking about the legendary British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith. He could be a possible be a possible nominee into the WWE Hall of Fame. Another individual, a man from the Rocky Mountains, a man who has held on to many championships in his entire career. He's feuded off with many individuals, including Sting and Hulk Hogan. He's won many world titles. He made his debut in the WWE in the Royal Rumble, and he is one of the, you know, to me still one of the greatest big men to ever walk the face of the earth. I'm talking about the man who was known as Big Van, but he is simply known as Vader. Could he possibly be inducted in the Hall of Fame? I mentioned all of these names could be inducted in the Hall of Fame, but nothing's official. But then comes Friday night. Then comes Friday night. The main event's over at Richard's Billiards over there drinking a beer, having himself a shot, having himself a good time, looking through some of my notes on my phone, and then all of a sudden I saw something that looked very bad. It looked very bad. I mean, it looked good, but it looked bad. And you'll know what I'm talking about in just a moment. We were hoping that this didn't happen. We were all hoping to God that it would not happen at all. But it happened, and it took place over this past Friday on Friday Night Smackdown. It was on an episode of a segment known as A Moment of Bliss. And it featured... Nikki and Brie Bella, the Bella Twins. And it was announced on WWE.com that the Bella Twins would be inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame.
Did you hear me? Did you not hear me? I said that Brie Bella and Nikki Bella are being inducted in this year's Hall of Fame. How fucking exciting is that? Okay, you can tell right away nobody gives a shit. All right? And quite frankly, I don't give a shit either. Now, let's go ahead and get all this fucking negativity out of the way because I know some people are going to be like bitching, whining, moaning, complaining about the fact that the Bellas are in the Hall of Fame. Hey, I'm with you on that. And then we got the Bella Army. We got the Bella Army who are defending this and say that they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame and everything else like that. (coughs) Let me explain something to you. The Bellas, to me, do not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. The Ultimate Warrior deserves to be in the Hall of Fame more than the Bella Twins. No, 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 no. Let me, let me go even further. Let me go even further. Donald Trump deserves to be in the Hall of Fame a whole lot more than those two. And at least Donald did something for the WWE. It's the fucking truth. I mean, if, just in case nobody knows, Donald Trump years ago did help WrestleMania 4, WrestleMania 5. He appeared in several other events of WrestleMania, and he was also a part of this thing called WrestleMania 23, the Battle of the Billionaires. Yes, you remember that. It was Donald Trump with Bobby Lashley and Vincent Mann with Umaga with Stone Cold Steve Austin as a special guest referee. And whoever won this match, their head would be shaved. Either Vince McMahon or Donald Trump. And we all know the end result of that. At least that was Hall of Fame worthy as far as I was concerned. Now, the Bella Twins. What have they accomplished? So far, it doesn't sound like a whole lot of nothing. But let me let me go ahead and, you know, kind of balance the power out, so to speak. Okay. The Bella Twins are the first twin duo. So that would be Hall of Fame worthy in some aspects. Another one would be the fact that Nikki Bella did, did win the Divas Championship. Longest reigning Divas Champion. And the only reason why... They wanted to keep her as the longest reigning Divas champion is because a certain other person, like, oh, I don't know, AJ Lee, held on to the championship a whole lot longer than Brie Bella, and she's way fucking talented than Nikki Bella. But nonetheless, Nikki Bella held on to that championship for, what, 250, 295 days? 94 days? 300 days? (coughs) I think that's what I remember. And... Let me go on even further. Brie Bella, who has never held on to a championship, but went ahead and had her match with Stephanie McMahon at SummerSlam of 2005. I should know because I saw the event. Or was it 2014? Ah, well, it doesn't matter. That match happened. That's sort of Hall of Fame worthy. And both Bellas were in the Royal Rumble in 2018. Remember that. So, when you look at those credentials, I mean, that seems okay, but it is not worthy enough. 
My my distinction is I think they only got in the Hall of Fame because of Total Divas, which is a great show. I like watching it. Total Bellas, that was a great show too. Although let's be honest, it's a, it would be a whole lot better if John Cena was still in the fucking show, but we all know how that shit went. Now, we know that Nikki Bella is pregnant. Wow. And let's be honest, every guy would love to have impregnated her, including me. And John Cena would have lost that opportunity, but that's how it goes. Nick, uh, Brie Bella, of course. Brie Bella, pregnant as well with uh, with uh, Daniel Bryan's, um, what, you know, having Daniel Bryan's kid, and that's very, very awesome. It's uh, own white. Sorry. Uh, but you know what? I mean, yeah, there's going to be fans that are going to knock this off. And, you know, I, I, I pretty much hate it, too. Because, look, my opinion is I would love to see the Bellas be inducted in the Hall of Fame several years down the road. I don't, I don't see it now. Others would say, you know what? They don't even deserve to be in it at all. Which I, yeah, I can't say they don't deserve it. I mean, I can say they don't deserve it now. Well, they didn't deserve it years ago. And here's another thing that I find funny. Uh, who was it? I think it was Nikki Bella who was the one that said that they were the one that started the women's revolution. The Bellas started the new the women's revolution, yet it was women like AJ Lee, women like Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks that started that women's revolution. And let's go even further. How about how about Trish Stratus, Lita Victoria, and Jazz? They pretty much started the whole women's revolution as well. And and then let's go even further with women like Sensational Sherry and Medusa and, and all those women. Now, the Bellas, with all due respect, are talented individuals. But let's also be honest about another thing. Brie is way more talented than Nikki. That's the truth. Nikki is sexy and attractive and I would love to fuck the shit out of her. That's the truth. We all can agree upon that. But for them to be in the Hall of Fame... Ah! That's all you have to know. But nonetheless, it is done. It is finished. And there's really nothing we can do about it at this point, ladies and gentlemen, because the Bellas are in. They're in the Hall of Fame. We'll have to stick with it, and there's nothing that we can do about it except look at the television screen and say to ourselves, what the fuck are they doing in this fucking platform? That's all you have to know. But nonetheless, congratulations go out to Nikki Bella and Free Bella for being in the Hall of Fame. This, this is funny, right? You got the NWO that's inducted in the Hall of Fame. You got Batista who's being inducted in the Hall of Fame, and then you got the Bellas. What is wrong with this picture? Holy shit. I know some people are going to be like, Fermi, you shouldn't be trashing the Bellas like that. I'm not trashing the Bellas. I'm just calling it like I see it. And, and this is the thing. Like I said, it's not like they don't deserve to be in it. It's just too soon. And more importantly, they need to accomplish something that's a little bit bigger than being on television. That's the fucking truth. Now, Let's get the wrestling out of the way and let's get into the main event of the evening. Now, it was announced a couple of days ago 
And this was something that I wasn't expecting, but it happened. So it was announced a couple of days ago that our good friends, the Knife Party, attributed to Deftones, were going to be having a show over at Richard's Billiards, and it was going to happen on a Friday, which I was like, really, on a Friday? Oh, wow. Now, let me also clue everyone in on what is going on. I clued one person in who, who knows what I was going to do, and I let her in on it because... Uh, number one, I usually let her in on everything that goes on when my talks and everything. And I'm talking about a good friend of mine, uh, Liz, who works at Dio's and also works at Rich's and also knows me and, you know, everybody else quite well. Hello, Liz. How's it going? And I had informed her that I was going to be, um, I wasn't going to actually be at Dio's this week. I, I, I know that, that kind of shocks me. Like, wait a minute, but you were just there. We know you were just there. Yeah, but... My reasons is, uh, and this is just to let everybody know about it, it's not official just yet, but, like, it's not a, an official confirmation, but I'm going to be taking some time away, off away from Theos for a while, because I'm going to be focused on trying to work on my house a little bit. I got some housework that I want to do and everything else like that. So, the night of the anniversary, which I was supposed to have shown up over at Richard's Billiards, on the 14th of February, right? That was going to be my anniversary, which is also Valentine's Day. But I couldn't make it. So I went ahead and decided, okay, I'm going to do it on 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 Saturday instead, you know, just to make up for it. Uh, it was a great night that time. Ran into a couple of people. Ran into a couple of good friends and stuff who were having their own personal little party, including uh, the party was definitely for a good friend of ours, Lottie, Larissa. Being a part of that whole deal. And um, Friday, this past Friday, I would normally get my paycheck, take off, head over to Mr. Louis, go get my haircut, hang out at Rich's for just a moment just to get a couple of beers going and then be on my way home. That's what I would normally do on a Friday. Normally. But... Things had changed when I found out about them being a uh, knife party, a trip to Deftones, having a show over at Richard's Billiards. So I knew what I was going to do right away. And, and, and just for the record, just for the record, there was this one comment where uh, the, I think it was something about, I hope we see everybody there tonight. And then I went ahead and, and put out the words, I can't go. I can't go. And I was just, I was just saying that being a, a be, be ridiculous. And then Homestar, <coughs> and he was the one that orchestrated this. He wanted to be the, he wanted the main event to be the master of ceremonies. Now I was like, let me get this straight. You think uh, you, you, you're telling me that I can get on the microphone and say whatever I want? Does that mean I can sing Kumbaya? <laughs> and sure enough, sure enough, I ended up being the guy. So. I uh, went home, got dressed, uh, showered up and everything. I was going to do my haircut, but I'm going to hold back on that until one more week, you know, just to get it out of the way. But I wanted to go home, get dressed, get ready to go, and then take off. I was going to actually take off a little bit earlier than usual, right? So I got there, ran into Matt, ran into Frank, ran into uh, Matt. Wait, ran into Frank, ran into John, ran into... Okay, let me say that again. One, Frank, Matt... John, there we go, ran into those guys over there, 
Went over, had my usual beer, had my usual shot and everything else like that. Had ourselves a good time. And then here comes Homestar Runner along with his girlfriend, Chrissy. Hello, Chrissy. How's it going? And, um, you know, all of us have showed up to have a good time. I played a little bit of music and everything else like that just so we can get ourselves ready for the event and the whole nine yards, which I was very, very happy for. And uh, it was good. Um, they did do, and I want to mention this, um, uh, Matt Gengor was also a part of this as well. Um, before they did the Knife Party Tribute to Deftones event, there was this other one that they did, which I, th- which I thought, wow, this would be awesome for them to do this uh, a little bit more. Um, let's see, Matt was playing bass, John Luna was playing drums, but he was playing it on this, uh, this musical box that he was messing with. Um, Matt Gangora was playing acoustic, and then Homestar Runner was playing acoustic. Now, it's not Knife Party attributed to Deftones. He called it, he called it something else, and they were playing several songs on there, which I thought... Man, and and these were several badass classic uh, acoustic songs that you'll never hear. Everything from uh, "Sober" from Tool, uh, "Down in the Hole" from Alice in Chains. Um, there was a couple of others that they they played over there, and it was good. It was I think they played a <coughs> I think they played a Deftone song on the acoustic version and everything but man that is uh that was some impressive stuff you know and i'm kind of also hoping that they will get an opportunity to go ahead and you know do something like that more often i don't know if they'll do it that often but seeing that combination of matt john luna matt gangora and hector together i mean that that's all you know you got a, a bunch of great musicians coming together singing all these classic songs and it's just amazing it's just amazing to hear and then, of course, seeing Knife Party Attributed to Deftones play over at the stage last night. Everybody was having a good time, including Lottie's husband, now husband, Mike, being over there. And 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 here, here was the thing that I, I, I even said this on stage. <laughs> I, I know I, I say if Mike wants to take his shirt off, let him. But he's not touching the microphone. That's on me. Okay. <laughs> And by the uh, by the way, by the way, congratulations go out to Lottie and Michael who had who had their wedding that happened on Saturday. I'm sorry that I was not there for the event. Uh there was no one that could take me over there plus I had no idea where the hell it was. So that's my fault. My apologies. And I should have asked questions in the whole nine yards. And also uh, a big thank you to everyone that showed up for the knife party attributed to Deftones and to, you know, show their respect and everything for for Lottie and Michael. You know, they're together now. They are, you know, happily married. It was already posted on Facebook in the whole nine yards. I'd like to thank um, the knife party guys to, you know, doing the show as always. I also like to thank, um, well, and I got to get it out of the way because I just said it right now, to, to Matt, to John Luna, to Matt Gangora and Hector for putting that awesome acoustic sound going because a lot of people were talking about it and thought that that was so fucking awesome of them to play those songs acoustic including tool because that was a song that everybody was freaked out on and they were like amazed of how that song went down so hopefully you guys will do it again sometime in the near future and we all know and i'm gonna get this out of the way before we go ahead and sign off home star runner this is on you and i need you to pay attention to the main event and not just you i'm talking the best drummer on the planet, John Luna. I'm talking the Matt Hardy, or I'm sorry, the Jeff Hardy of the Periwinkle Massacre. 
well, Joe or, or Brewski or whatever the fuck he calls himself these days on Facebook, to Mike fucking Rod and, and Mondo, if he's even a part of it, um, to Matt Kingora. We all know about the Wink Fest is going to happen on March 26th. We all know it's going to happen at the House of Rock. The main event is going to have an opportunity to go over to the House of Rock and check out the Periwinkle Massacre. And I'll find a way to get there. But I'm telling you, Homestar, I've even said this to Richard the other night. You need to bring the Periwinkle Massacre over. You need to bring them over to Richard's Billiards. You need to bring them over for this one time and one time only because we all want a piece of the wings and we all want them to show up over at Richard's Billiards and play the Periwinkle Massacre one more time. So just in case, if you guys want to see the Periwinkle Massacre, head over to the House of Rock and check him out over March 26th, Wink Fest, live as it happens. No, it will not happen on pay-per-view, but I would like to find a way to do that if I can and if I had the opportunity. So, nonetheless, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of the Main Event Talk. Hope you guys had a good time, and I hope you have an opportunity to check out Night Party, a trip to Deftones. See them live as it happens on any town that you go to, whether it's over here in Corpus Christi, Texas, or over in San Antonio, Texas, or any part of Texas in any way possible. And also follow, follow um, Night Party, a trip to Deftones on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and the whole nine yards. You can also subscribe to them on their Knife, uh, Knife Party YouTube channel. You'll find them there on YouTube when you can. Now, also, of course, follow Richard's Billiards at Richard Billiards um, at Facebook.com slash at Richard's Billiards. You can also follow them on Instagram as well. Follow the main event on my main event talk Facebook page at Facebook.com slash at Real Main Event Player. You can also... Main Event Talk, I'm sorry. Real Main Event Talk. You could also follow the main event on Facebook at Facebook.com slash at Main Event Player, Instagram.com slash at Main Event Player, and, and Twitter.com slash at Main Event Player. I'm all over the place and the whole nine yards. Now, I'm going gonna, gonna to go ahead and get this line out of the way. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. I will see you next time on another great episode of the Main Event Talk. And before I go, there's one thing I wanted to do. You guys know about it. You guys have heard it all over the place. If you guys are huge, huge thrash metal, uh, thrash metal fans, you know that Testament had it out. Well, the album is not going to come out just yet until April 8th. And the album is entitled Titans of Creation. And I got a chance to hear this song, and this is the best song I've heard from Testament in a long, long time. So this is just a preview before we get into it. Check these guys out on Spotify if you're huge fans of Testament. Follow them on Instagram, follow them on Twitter, follow them all over the place. They have this song put out together. It's so fucking awesome. Listen to it while you can. It's called Night of the Witch from Testament's Titans of Creation. Guys, I'll see you next time. Another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast.